Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. On on holiday in the south of France, a chic Parisian sophisticate violent uh, meets a life-loving IT geek named Jean René. A real chemistry between them and the end of summer, Jean René wastes no time joining her in Paris. But their different social backgrounds and a 19-year-old son won't make things easy. We're joined today by the director, co-screenwriter of this wonderful film, Lolo. That would be Julie Delpy. Julie, welcome Hi. to film school. Hi, how are you? Hi, how are you? Good. <laughs> very good. Well, it's a it's a very um, I I see it's a it's a comedy uh, with an edge to it. Um, and I mm-hmm. we often will see a similar storyline to to what you have with Lolo, but uh, you push it pretty good. You push it uh, in <laughs> in ways that um, are at ta- at times uncomfortable, but at the same time still an enjoyable watch um i want to first of all let's uh ask you where the where this idea for lolo came from listen I, there was a few things i wanted to kind of deal with in this film which was you know finding love in your 40s for you know 40 plus women and men like re- starting your life again with a new you know a new partner when you've had already a life you know uh prior to that and also i wanted to explore you know, motherhood or parenthood, actually, and how do you raise a child that is functioning and and uh, happy and not destructive or self-destructive? Because you know, you know, uh, that could be another possibility also, which is sometimes often more the case. But somehow, I also wanted to explore, you know, a sociopath or narcissist because it kind of fascinates me because I'm so not a sociopath. I'm so not manipulative that I'm kind of kind of fascinated by what I'm not, you know. Right, right. So I'm, I've always been I've never been really around sociopath, but once, and I just like I was like, how is that possible that a person that was raised by normal people became like this? Right. How is it possible that you have this horrible human being? Apparently, they're four percent of the population, and they're doing quite well. Apparently. Uh, even all the way to maybe presidency. Maybe to the presidency. <laughs> Speaking of narcissistic sociopaths, yes, they are doing quite yeah. well. Thank you. Yeah. They are, <laughs> they're doing quite well in the world, you know. Um, so, so, you know, it's, it's interesting to me because it's like a weird, it's almost like a, a, a high-functioning kind of dysfunction that actually fits perfectly in our competitive you know, kind of cap- overly capitalist, destructive world. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like destroying the environment and everything. And it's like, if you have no empathy for anything, you will go very far in our world because our world flatter that side of people, Ex- you know? Exactly. I'm not saying it's going to be good in the long run, but, it, you know, we kind of like, you know, in the film I show a very short moment of leisure which is about the end of the world, and basically a world is destroyed by humanity. And, you know, in a way, it's a reference to the fact that I think our society is more and more sociopathic and more and more destructive without seeing, without having empathy for things. And where is it going to lead us, you know, to, to leisure, basically, to this world without 
you know, with human beings hiding in caves and, you know, having to recreate and to go in the past to save ourselves, you know? Yeah. To travel in the past to save ourselves. But anyway, that's a very minor reference within the film. You know, I love doing that stuff, but um, it's... uh, but but you're interested in and as so many of your films have been about relationships relationships between lovers between families there's all kinds of things and I think this is something uh, that uh, as you said looking for love and uh, what I appreciate about Lolo in that regard is you mentioned uh, people of a certain age you get to be 40s and your 50s and that such and there is a certain intensity about the un- and understanding. That how many more opportunities are there left for me to to cultivate a relationship like this, and that mm-hmm. I think brings uh, that what is what I think in my opinion watching the film brings that intensity between Violet and John uh, Rene uh, that they under both are sort of a, of the understanding these opportunities don't come along very often. Yeah, yeah, and that you know you can't. I mean, they're at that stage in their life when they're not looking for the perfect idea of a mate. You know, they know it's going to be not perfect. Mm. You know, she has to give up on the trendy thing. You know what I mean? She has to mm. let go of that thing. You know, okay, he's not trendy. You know, mm. he has no sense of style. He's not at her, you know, in a world. Sometimes he can be a little boring when he speaks for hours about computers. But you know what? They actually get along and they have things to teach each other, you know? Yes. So it's not bad. And they really, he's a good, he's a good person. He's kind. He's passionate about his job. He's, uh, you know, they're in a very different world, but who gives a shit in the end? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not about, like, being with your own self or, like, being with someone who's similar to you. There's nothing worse, you know, in a way. So I think they see that flaws. I think there's just something about the film that shows, like, you know, in your 40s, you've got to figure out that, you know, it, what really matters is, is really the core of what the person is, you know? Yes. Well, and it, it, isn't that... Also, uh, an aspect of that is mutual rela- uh, mutual respect for one another. I think throughout the film, as difficult as it may be to mesh their sort of interest and their past in some ways, and the relationship that Violet has with her son Lolo, but there, there, along with that comes an understanding that people are are they deserve respect for what they for who they are, and hopefully along the way you fall in love. Yes, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And at at first, it's not really the first impulse. I mean, she's kind of like, okay, I'm going to get laid. (laughs) I have nothing else to do in Biarritz, you know? Mm -hmm. The the talasotherapy, the the spa is not helping my weight problem, you know? I'm just like, whatever. Mm -hmm. So she has sex with him, and then she likes him, and then she thinks he's sweet, and then it goes further and further and further, you know? Right. So well, it's not planned, like, it's not a romantic thing that's planned. It's kind of the opposite. It's kind of like, you know, she's. Uh, it just happens, you know. Well, I want to compliment you on the film uh, for a lot of reasons, but not the least of which is it's a terrific cast. And let, let's talk a little bit about the roles oh, uh, of the different people in it. Um, obviously, the character of Lolo, your son, your 19-year-old son, who's an artist, who... Mm-hmm. Um, We'll talk a little bit about him and what, how you saw him when you were writing that along. By the way, I want to give uh, credit to he's your... He's not just an artist. He's a great artist. No, I'm yeah. <laughs> well, he's uh... The future of humanity. No, that's what my character says in the film. Yes. Like she's really yes. putting her son on a pedestal and thinking that he's the greatest ever you know, artist when he's really not. I mean, who is... Anyway, 
you know. But you're, like, you're a, but you're a mom. You, but every mother wants to, um, sees that in their in their in their in children. Their child, yeah. yeah. But um, but the writing is strong. Um, the character development is very good. And but again, I want to talk about Vincent Lacosta and uh, like a, and. Uh, yeah, uh, and, and Danny and yes. uh, and uh, and Carrie uh, and Yeah, they're all fantastic. Yeah, I mean, first of all, I I I, I had worked with Karine and Vincent, and I love Vincent because I met him. He was seventeen, and he was just incredible as an actor on the Sky Lab. He did an amazing job. I was amazed by how professional, how you know, like dedicated to his craft he is for such a young man. You know. Mm-hmm. So when I started thinking of Lolo, I thought of him right away because he's just a great. First of all, he's also a great guy to hang out with, and he's really sweet and fun and smart. And uh, and I just was like, okay, I'm going to write him a new film, you know. And I loved him in the Skylab. So I started writing from here, and very quickly, I mean, I wrote right away thinking of of Karine because uh, not everybody can deliver those lines with such. You know, with such ease, you know, it's not, you know, sometimes people say dirty things and it's not funny. It becomes just trashy. Mm-hmm. And I think she has a natural way of saying it. She's very comfortable with it. And therefore it becomes very natural. You know, I mean, even though she works on it and stuff, it's like naturally, it's like, you know, either you have that or you don't. You exactly. know, some people, no matter what they say, it sounds trashy, even if they talk about what they're going to go buy for lunch, you know. Yeah. So I think she has this natural kind of like way of talking that reminds me a little bit of like Arletti. I don't know if you know who she is, but she was a, an actress from the 40s. Mm-hmm. This kind of like natural kind of very French kind of, you know, disinvolved kind of way of talking, which I love, you know, which mm-hmm. kind of, it's kind of old fashioned in a way, you know, it's more like the 40s. We had many, many actors like that and they kind of went away with a new wave and everyone became more kind of detached, you know. Mm. But, um, but, uh, and then there was uh, Danny. I started writing with him in mind. And, you know, at first I heard that he was going to be too busy for me to make a little, because it's still an independent film, you know, like people, I don't know what people are thinking of this film, but, you know, it's still an indie French film. It's not like a mainstream movie. Right. So it's still, you know, it's still an indie film. And for someone like Danny Boone to agree to do that kind of film is very unusual because he makes mostly mainstream films. You know, mm-hmm. so it's still an indie film, you know, so I was very lucky to get all the actors I had written for, basically. And then I went to the process of casting the smaller parts, which are also very, for me, essential for them to be good. Like, I can't take things lightly, like, for example, Lulu, the friend of Lolo, you know, mm-hmm. he's actually the son of a friend of mine. And my dad had kind of told me, you should meet him for that part. You should meet him. And I was kind of like, yeah, but he's not active before. And then I met him, I was like, shit, he's exactly who I want, you know. Yeah. Um, again, my dad was right. <laughs> he always is right. <laughs> but um, but uh, I just, uh, you know, it was a, it was a casting is a process. And to me, it's like really, really one of the most important process of a film, you know. Yes, it is. Well, I, I know we've got to wrap it up. And I just want to remind our listeners, we're speaking with Julie Delpy. The film is Lolo. And in addition to this wonderful film that's opening today in uh, Los Angeles, she's also done such great films as Two Days in New York, um, Two Days in Paris. She's worked with Richard Linklater on so many wonderful films, including Before Midnight. Uh, and so so many other, Waking Life, which one of my all-time favorite films is Waking Life. Oh. And uh, thank you uh, so much. I uh, Please come back anytime for any reason. You have anything. If you're selling wine, I don't care. Come back. I... I am. Uh, I just think the world of you, and I appreciate your oh, time. Thank you. Thank you, thank you so much. I'll come and, and I'll come and 
for anything. Okay. Uh, I'm taking your word. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Julie. Thank you. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio.